0: Welcome to the Green Green Grassroots of Football with me Andy Glover
1: and Me, Mark Grinton
0: and before we go any further I'd like to thank our sponsor Rachel's Bookkeeping for all of your bookkeeping needs. Um, well for this uh, episode uh, Ben is not with us again so hi Ben wherever you are I hope you're listening hope you're enjoying the show. Okay so if you were listening two weeks ago you uh, heard that we were discussing challenges that women face in football and how that affects um, how that can affect our girls and our women's team. And we finished our discussing um, how women's sport was sort of divided by language, wasn't it? So we just gonna pick up from there, basically, and go on after that. Um, so there was an, another, dis- another um, study I found, Mark. Uh, the image problem of in women's football by Harris. Now this one is a bit more of an interesting one. Because I think it also still leads to derogatory language and comments. Um, Majority of, this this was looked at college football, it was in the UK. Majority of college football players continually had to defend their heterosexuality uh, within the spaces and around their football world. Because the image of uh, women's football was being solely an activity for lesbians. And that was the, the, the that was yeah. the sort of perception it was, and it said. And although uh, a number of, of lesbian women do play, um, and there's studies like Coldwell in 1999, 2002, and Hargreaves in 1994, and Manesson and Clement in 2003, mm-hmm. it must not be overlooked that a lot of heterosexual women play as well, yeah. um, and the the marginalisation of the experiences mm-hmm. of of heterosexual Female players. It's it's something that's I think can be used against them if they it's using the label. Yeah. And and we you you and you and I both have heard it, and it's not just football, is it? No, it's not. It's it's, 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 I think it's almost any sport.
1: It's any without being horrible ball. It's any sport. Athletes get accused of it. Rugby players, the the Mm. female rugby players. And it, to be honest, it's, again, it's, I don't know what... I think it, I, I, are you, are you, I'm not moderating... I'm just going to say, it has absolutely anybody, and again, it's within the male game, their sexual orientation is irrelevant.
0: Oh, it is? Cause, uh, it's
1: uh, a yeah. 100%, 100% irrelevant.
0: It is, and yeah, I, I, saw, um, I saw a thing on BBC sport BBC news about the first openly gay Scottish footballer finally retires, oh, And he was playing just below um, League the Scottish League too, so in the in the Highland leagues. But it was a it was a big thing that he'd finally retired. Yeah. But it was that he was openly gay. It was a big thing that he oh, was, was an was openly huge.
1: gay footballer. And, and there's still like, wow in the I think there's one in Holland now, but one or two maybe active gay male players. Mm. And um, and again, so again going away from the female thing but it, it, it's irrelevant if the women are gay whatever their orientation is I mean yeah a, I don't and, think and it's such it's a,
0: just... a concern in the, in the female uh, yeah. game because just you see, the, uh, the, you see the Australian is, is documentary men. Yeah, you, oh yes absolutely but did you see the Australian World Cup documentary because obviously the World Cup was held in Australia yeah. and there was a six or eight part um, documentary about the Miranda's leading up to it and so it was It was meeting a lot of them behind the scenes. Some of them yeah. have got children, but people like, I think, Sam Kerr, it met her girlfriend, yeah. who I think, if I remember rightly, was either a French or Swedish international player. But they were quite open yeah. about it, so a lot of them don't mind. But certainly for younger players who are struggling with that it, and don't want to necessarily be open about their sexuality, it's a concern. But also for any women who just get abused by it it's 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 a nasty thing for anybody and, and, and not just women but men as well yeah it's, it's just a nasty form of abuse and it, I mean any form of abuse is nasty yeah. but it's one of and the is one get, of the I think if I remember rightly it's one of the protected characteristics of discrimination and and hate it's sexuality um, you know an age race just, sexuality is another one
1: let's it, it is said I, I think it's something, it has to be done correctly and I think a lot, I, I put my hands up to a lot of the, wi- the women, the senior game who, you know, who do say who they're married to and stuff like that. I think there's fair shape to them um, and they're, they're role models in certain mm, ways and, absolutely. That they're accept- and that is how it should be. And they've got nothing to hide or nothing to be ashamed of. Um, and it's in some ways it's a way i think where the the women's game is miles ahead of the men's game yes um, within it because it is accepted but it is also it, it's irrelevant I, I said i think i i said i i, I would know the stats I think the stats would uh, it, it's an irrelevant stat mm. but i'm sure it you know although I will say some, it's
0: not is not the sole use of men. I've, I've heard a lot of women also use it as derogatory comments against women. Oh the, yeah, because there is still that pervading sense that being gay, being lesbian, whatever, is something to be used as to be beaten with in that sense. Yeah, it, whether you are you are male using it as a term I mean, of, if, of abuse or female it, using it as you, a term of abuse, you, I have heard it from. You could of used
1: Unfortunately, you could gay totally totally off subject oh i know um, with this, we have uh, done in the past and we're trying
0: not to we're limited by time we're trying not to
1: you know it's
0: perhaps a subject for another podcast yeah or what well, you, well say it's going to be a little bit off that, topic off if topic. you go
1: with women and stuff it is without causing offense stuff religion is strongly behind obviously you know it's, it can be absolutely. Although the words the, and, one of and, the people and,
0: I've heard is not religious at all. It's just they. It's they, just yeah. a way of abusing people. And
1: it's and it's it's just.
0: But there is another one, absolutely. There's another form that can be yeah. But at the same it's time, just, religious intolerance can also be used against yeah. female players uh, and also male players, obviously. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, what? You, you, you've opened the door to religion. Yeah. It, it isn't actually on my list but exactly that female players of um say islamic female players who play who wear headscarves yeah, I think i've heard hard. i've heard them being abuse
1: and all that sort yeah. of thing so there's another one there the sort of thing they have to face they um, they, they, they face alone the girl i said it is amazing the Bristol i said I th- as we said, it's the, it's the girls, girls' league, that, you know. <laughs> and the amount of girls that are playing, and the expansion of it, and it is becoming more and more accepting. We're my my under ten girls. We've played boys teams now. Mm. Um. Granted, we have to, We play a year when we've played, and we play the year below because again, you can't argue the physicality and. and mm. it, uh, it, no, it, but I've suggested that. To, I've
0: suggested this to, us, to our under eights manager about perhaps playing your your team as well, yeah. that sort of thing. And he's he's quite open to that. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's exactly that. Sorry, the Mark's team is under tens. say Our under eights manager.
1: But yeah, um, so we've we've played we played the under nines. I've had a request from the under sixes boys who wants to play our under seven girls. So we'll try and do that, um, but and it's more and more accepting it's not I think you know at that age and hopefully as a club that is something which we've got to build that both because that educates them doesn't it yeah. that educates everybody
0: not it's just educated. the players but the fans the, yeah. the, the fans and the spectators
1: it is education and you, you, you've hit the nail on the head with a lot of it is education mm. I said I'm certainly learning my education I think like we said with the last time with the coloured shorts so I was certainly educated on that, didn't... No, no, yeah, no, you're smart, and they are correct. Mm. It's how quick and accepting, you don't, it's difficult, it's only at grassroots, like I said, it's not slating people, but again, we're we're of a certain age, and I would say our demographic, and the demographic of, slightly older, of a generation, is how, they're set, how much they're set in their ways is how long it will take to change. Yes. If you've got people at the top of clubs, in grassroots clubs, they've got the experience, blah, 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 gentlemen, in their late 50s, early 60s, maybe even older in some clubs. Mm. They've done it for a certain way for the last, what they've been used to for the last 30, 40 years. How accepting of them of having theme I mean, and it said you say with grass it said it's when you listen i think uh, going off said the cricket mcc again i could be totally wrong it's either last year or it might not have happened that they accept women in the club
0: yes yeah yeah yes and there's a, there's a golf there's a couple of golf St. clubs Andrews. a couple of golf clubs okay. and one of them only opened it up because they weren't allowed they were told you're no longer having opens here yeah because you don't allow women in the club, and, and they were like, "Oh, in that case, yeah, we'll allow women here because we want to be part
1: of the open." And imagine how welcome they must feel in that club. Oh, like, absolutely. I mean, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so until you know, you're not wanting to drive the experience out, but they've got to be more accepting of, yeah. and and again within our club, I said the role I do had a go. I still think it probably should be a, a female doing it. I, mm. Um. And it's because I'm not, and not, you know, it's, you don't realize all the thing, and it's, you know, and they, they have more power. I so said, Kelsey, who does our women, is, is amazing, and, and rightly, she will have a go at me at some things that happened, and, you know, and I hear the thing, and you think, well, actually, she is right here. Mm. You have to consider, I said, my daughter said she's, Ten now, so you know there'll be things that will happen, and I hope she carries on playing for whatever she wants to, as long as she wants to yeah. and feels you know happy doing that. And it's the same with all the girls and the club. and it's the environment is changing as well. Certainly within the grassroots, it's and it's developing and stuff. But what I'm I'm personally seeing in grassroots is there's more males coming into the game and are slightly changing Mm. how it's played and you know and whether that's a negative or i don't know but again and how with the female game and i've heard the ones to be successful when you look at the lionesses and stuff like that they always say the opportunities are fantastic now but they played in boys teams I know, I have been told within a certain FA. They encourage their better players to play in boys teams.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now. And that's gonna. I, and I've. Uh, I was listening to a podcast by the FA recently, recently. That that's gonna be part of their study for the next four years. The sort of the future of grassroots football over the next four years. That's gonna be part of their study. Uh, one of the parts, yeah. you know, also playing up, playing down, yeah. all the other things, but that's one of the things they'll are looking at, uh, the advantages of that, in terms of turning out future lionesses
1: yeah. as well. So how that will then develop the girls' game and, the, and as a whole at grassroots, if...
0: I doubt it will. What that will do is that will produce the, the future lionesses and sod the rest of the girls.
1: Yeah, so is that then that basically elitist like, Basically like yeah. academies, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that that, that elitist of course it is it's
0: not yeah. the rest of the girls teams that, we just want our lionesses that's what we're actually looking for it's not about grassroots football it's about can we find the future England players yeah so yeah
1: I mean so they, they and you, you hear the lionesses oh we do get the opportunity to play girls but, but, but okay if the if thinking is if you've got to be successful you've got to play with the boys teams that will stunt the growth mm. it, it, it just will
0: Um, Alright, so another study, The Inequality of Sport, Women are Lesser than Men by Hansen. So another American study. Um, Women make up almost 50% of all sports participation. So not football, but sports participation. In 1989, female sport represented Between three and five percent of all sporting media coverage. That was a study by Alper. Yeah. Ten years later, in 1999, that figure had only gone up to eight percent. Even after the Women's World Cup, which the USA had actually won, um, women did not even constitute a tenth of the media coverage in sport. Even though half of them did it. I mean, and I think that's that was. I know that's America, but. I know, and it is improving, you know, the BBC is showing f- football and yeah. so on and so forth, but you have to argue, argue that it's still
1: a oh, major issue here, I, isn't
0: I, it? Because you, although it's America, you'd have to argue that 50%, roughly 50% of sports participation in this country is female. I
1: would have thought so. But how much of that is on television? is it the last Olympics, there was more women than men for the first ever time?
0: Yeah, so that was, surprise me.
1: I think that was... the the statistic. Um and I mean I think again they portray that they're showing more women's football and I and more more women's sport and to a degree they are. Um I said it was just in getting the uh, getting the drinking out and they've got the women uh, the the men's FA Cup game between uh, who's who's playing to be honest, Tottenham versus Burnley or whoever it is. But they were also you were able to watch on the BBC the second qualifying game or the first qualifying game. The first, well, we're, you wouldn't get that in the women's. No,
0: no, of course not. And I tell you, what, there's another study here, and I think that kind of links into this, this, which is the the impact on the media of the media on gender inequality within sport by Trolan. Um There's numerous studies which have focused on the underrepresentation of women athletes athletes such as Eastman and Billings in 2000, Vincent Johnson Inwald and Massey in 2003, and Keane in 2007, which states that the media continually diminishes the accomplishments of women's sports and athletes in such a way that the general public is unaware of the number of women athletes and their accomplishments. Um, essentially, the media is an institution that preserves the power of men over women, which something Hargre said in 1994. Um, one of the most heavily cited papers illustrating the concept of bias reporting was by uh, Boutillier and San Giovanni in 1983, who analyzed sports illustrated covers over a period of 34 years. The authors found that sports women represented less than 5% of all the covers and that these women engaged in socially acceptable sports, <laughs> those that did. Um, these findings are still prevalent today in many sports magazines and the sports pages of newspapers. This research highlighted the reinforcement and portrayal of stereotypical feminine images of athletes and the idea of what is socially acceptable in women's sports. The idea of socially acceptable sports was articulated as the idea that there were certain specific sports acceptable for men and women. Sports that were generally specific for men were contact sports such as football, rugby and these types of sports consisted of the masculine characteristics of danger, risk, strength, endurance and violence, while for women it was sports which emphasised grace, aesthetic appeal and were considered acceptable for the media coverage. And according to a report by Vincent in 2004, a recurring theme within the symbiotic relationship of sport and media was the idea that the media have perpetuated a reward system for women athletes who conform to gender hierarchy receiving more coverage than those who don't so basically what they're saying is if you do the nice graceful lovely um, yeah. sports we'll put you on telly we'll put you on the covers yeah. if you do rugby you you're know. not going to get anywhere I we're, mean, we're I not think... going to show you and arguably I think that's 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 true. You, can, you can't you can't deny that. How I mean, often I, I, do you see I, I, women's rugby on television? I think s- well, Sky words.
1: Sky are helping.
0: They are, but when you know now I've, I've now.
1: Watched, now. I mean ten years ago, no. I think now it is. I think in today's world. Oh, Again, I don't know the figures. Yeah, but it's
0: part of that because. <clears throat> Excuse me, Sky have got 10 sports channels well, to build. yeah, there, <laughs>
1: that, there is. But again, with I think with the BBC, IT3, Channel 4, to a degree, I don't know what they pay the most. I, don't, I obviously don't know what they pay. Mm. Um, but I would say I probably do see more women's physical games than, than, unfortunately, you don't see, say, netball. When was the last time netball was on the BBC?
0: No, but it is on Sky. You again, do see it is it on, on Sky, Sky, yeah. So those channels, but and what it, they're saying is those those sports, those sports that women are traditionally played yeah. will get more coverage and we're they, more likely they, to be racing the covers of magazines because yeah. it's aesthetically appealing. Especially the, 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 yeah. the feminine appeal ones such as gymnastics or maybe yeah. even um, swimming or something like that. I don't know. But
1: again, I think it's...
0: As opposed to football or rugby although the lionesses have, have certainly turned they, that they, on its
1: they, head they've, I, I
0: would, they've turned that on its head certainly I, I mean, since that, this report came out this this report is, is a few years old now yeah. and within this country they certainly I mean, have
1: and you look at the obviously the last two it's a very small thing you look at it because it's changed a bit with the last two winners of the bbc sports personality have been lionesses in bethmead and mary herbs yes and Mary Earps doesn't even play in a glamorous position, playing in goal. No. So I mean, she's amazing what she does, and uh, and everybody involved. And so it, in that aspect, I mean, the Lionesses have been fantastic. They've done it? a lot, I think, for the, for the
0: media coverage. Yeah, haven't they?
1: They they've pushed it on. I mean, you look at say the women's cricket. Games. Okay,
0: before you go on,
1: yeah.
0: what if England had lost in the group stages in the Euros in the World Cup? Where it would have been. Would it, be? it,
1: it, no. oh, it, it, I think it would have grown, but not to the degree. Yeah, you wouldn't have got the success. That's what of I'm one. saying. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, uh,
0: it's not. As uh, what I'm saying is, it's not the media
1: well, and again, the power brokers who push
0: this. It's the women yeah. who push this themselves. Yeah,
1: no, because again, and, and again, you, you'll look at the FA and well, any business. The thing that is money and success, isn't mm. it? I mean, money is the, the big thing, and if
0: was it, was it? Infantino, infantino the doors have opened you just have to push them, push yeah. your way through them and what a stupid thing to say
1: yeah.
0: push it's, your way through the doors it's, really
1: it, it's it's money that so I mean we and it's weird I mean again you can speak to I think one of my um, one of the, the person who drives a lot of the stuff here who's our sponsor in Rachel mm. I think one thing that really annoys her more than anything is when she gets asked oh so you got into football um after the euros then and rachel's loved her football for years and years and years um so that is again it's, it's it's just attitudes it's i said you can't argue that the euros and the world cup have pushed it but it would do the same with the boys if the men when the men do well at fries and i'm sure at most grassroots clubs you hear of. Uptaking people interested. Yes. And, and obviously with the girl, when you're starting at a, such a low base, um, and it, so it's expanding at such a high level, of course more people will be interested. And hopefully that's when things start changing. But again, without knowing the fact, unfortunately I don't know the facts, how many senior people, or within even within... Troys and grassroots clubs throughout the country if you just went grassroots clubs, how many women are on the committees of grassroots football clubs yeah and again i don't, uh, all I know is here and we have one on the main committee on the main committee we have none on the main
0: committee the the, the executive there's six members none yeah yeah absolutely. Um, and the rest are sort of we have some women on the roll in terms of the roles but yeah. arguably two now ar- the arguably the the the, com- the main the main com- the main committee roles are the six
1: roles yeah none and how many clubs are in the same position as and i think we're quite a progressive club in a lot yeah, of ways yeah true so how many grassroots and then again if anybody from the FA, please let me know. How many of your senior positions are held by women?
0: I guarantee you, majority of the welfare positions are women. I know the, F, the Somerset FA; their welfare officer yeah, is I, a woman. I, I, but I, you know what? That, I, I, even that almost sits in a cliche.
1: Yeah.
0: A, a woman is the, self, the safeguarding officer. You know the safeguarding. I
1: Somerset, I, there's two. Because I was fortunate enough.
0: Yeah, there's a few. There's a few at Somerset. They are good. Yeah. But it, it is almost a bit of a cliche that the, the safeguarding officer is a woman. Yeah. And you, you know, as opposed to, say, referee development or.
1: Yeah. You know. So yeah. Um, but yeah, i would be interested at the effort at George's. How many, senior? I I don't know. And so I could be doing them into injustice, and it could all be women. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs>
0: okay let's move on to some celebrities yeah and in the news very recently a certain ex bristol rovers manager mr jerry barton who said come on let's be serious it's a completely different game if you don't accept that we'll always see things differently the women's game is thriving fantastic to see i cannot take a thing they say serious in the men's arena any man who sits and engages with them in this regard is sold out
1: yeah he, 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 it was a, he used language any, that was a bit more fruity any, than that. any
0: man who listens to women's commentary or co-coms needs their heads testing yeah and he said you cannot watch a game now without hearing the nonsense
1: yeah I mean I mean I
0: sorry he also says that women football pundits, pundits are hired to tick boxes yeah um, and it's part of a woke agenda yeah. I'm, I
1: mean I've listened
0: I'm glad he's I'm glad he's in the He's in the 20th century. Yeah. Or is it 19th it's century because
1: I've watched the I said to you uh, the he did an interview with Piers Morgan.
0: Well that's where he said the work agenda bit.
1: Yeah. Mm. He he mentioned that quite a bit and he was trying to defend himself saying that it should they should be on a justification um, and then he was going on about well they've never played the game blah blah and then bizarrely they said well John Mott and all these Barry Davis all these male commentators who've never played the game and he he then got himself he was trying to backtrack and it was w- yeah weird that his arguments and case um yeah Bianca Westwood was there who's obviously been with Sky for years and years and years and she's. You know, an experience and he said it was weird he said well, this isn't anything to do with you Bianca I've known you for a long time I know the work that you've put in you've earned the rights But and they were saying well you said it's all women mm. in your thing was all and Bianca is obviously a, a woman um, and he, it was back to, because again I think Joey Barton is a very intelligent man mm, when you listen he listen to is. some of the yes, he stuff is. he's he can be this of being a thug and stuff like that because he he's acted like a numpty at times, but he's actually he's an actor. In if he listens to this, I'm going to get. I haven't got the money to pay you, Joey. If you think I'm going to so yeah, I won't say anything. As a player, uh, as, as a fe- player, yeah. he's he can be a um, bit, um, yeah. And
0: <sighs> well, he, sorry, not not a thug. He's the enforcer. Yeah, he's the enforcer.
1: He's, yeah, yeah, he's. That's yeah. the word you want to use. Um, and it was being but in this incident he, ha- he hadn't thought it through and his arguments unfortunately like I think a lot of blokes like we've said have been and been all that when it gets broken down to haven't got a case mm. it's, it's irrelevant I mean it's like you're doing the, the, the commentators you, you could disagree with any commentator when they've made comments and he was going because I think there was a goal or something that had been scored and he said there was a female co-commentator who said oh he's hit it through the laces and he goes if you'd have known anything about football you'd have known use the inside of the foot oh, I'm sorry I've seen the same it's when you're elaborating the story of being a journalist again I don't do any of that but she might not, but it doesn't, but it, that is totally irrelevant to say that person, again, he wouldn't name any of the female commentators he had an issue with, because no. I presume he knows he'd get into a lot of trouble for that, but it was the generalisation and I think he wouldn't ever accept, where potentially he's, Well, where I think he was trying to get, come from, is that whoever's on the, you know, if say you're the main Presenter, I don't know, doing the FA Cup final, mm. doing the World Cup, whatever, you've earned your right to get there. I think it doesn't matter if it's whoever it is, if you've done all, all your way, all the way through, it doesn't matter if you've played the game or whatever, but you're the best, you are the best commentator,
0: mm.
1: whether male or female, you get that job. Now, I think in his roundabout idiot, I say idiotic way, the way is what he was trying to... He was almost saying, where he's saying it's the tick box, is, okay, well, we've got six Premier League games. We're going to have to have th- three female commentators. Yeah. And he said it was taken away from males who had done their time to get there. But like Bianca was he said, well, I've done the 10 years. I've done the hard work that... every." And he said, yeah, it's nothing to do... So if, I think he basically what he wanted to say should have said was it's on experience. Yeah, Um and you know. But he just said women. And yeah. he just said and all women, and he, then he's decided he was going to stick to his guns on this. That's what I mean, he, he then the, he, he then doubled down. That was yeah. the problem. He then doubled he, down, and he kept going. And he, then he was trying to backtrack because obviously at Rovers, were where. where I think I said it's certainly a big part but I'm pretty sure it's where it started her game two came from mm-hmm. and he goes and we were big fan. and it's great to see FEMA and he and he was trying and it's like well but then they've got as much right it said Bianca Westwood and all the FEMA Alex Scott mm-hmm. again it was weird watching the interview I don't know I said I don't know the back story but it did seem like they, they wanted him to slag Alex Scott off And he refused to do that. But Alex Scott has earned her right. Mm, She's done X, Y, Z. She's played for, you know, she knows football. I think she's got a degree in media studies. So so (coughs) so why has she not got the right to comment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's... But again, unfortunately, it's within... a certain demographic that it's it it it's, it's and I'm sure <laughs> I don't know Joey Barton, so no. is it ah, But it's difficult but I would imagine maybe people have the say of a certain ilk of young men or men, or the lads it's a lads lads and football has always been
0: It's tribal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I'll give you three more then. So on an evening with Kevin Keegan, OBE in Bristol, he said about women commentators. I'm not as keen, I've got to be honest, and it may not be a view shared. I don't like to listen to ladies talk about the England men's team at the match, because I don't think it's the same experience. I have a problem with that. The presenters we have now, some of the girls are so good, they're better than the guys. It's a great time for the ladies, but if I see an England lady footballer saying about England against Scotland at Wembley, and she's saying, if I'd have been in that position, I'd have done this. I don't think it's quite the same. It doesn't, you know, doesn't cross over that, that way. Um, you've got John Terry, who in 2018, during um, the World Cup match between Portugal and Morocco, wrote on Instagram, having to watch this game with no volume, which people interpreted as a dig at um, female commentator Vicky Sparks, who become the first female commentator at a men's World Cup match. And then Piers Morgan, I think it was during the World, Women's World Cup final, posted on X, Seem to be a lot of very over emotional women on here right now. Calm down. It's only a game of football. Crying with a laughter emoji. Now, in all three cases, I think the big issue for a lot of people is the fact that they have got a lot of followers yeah. and they influence a lot of people. And the same with Joey Barton as well, to some degree. It, it's it's not just the fa- it's not so much the fact of what they're saying. It's the that they have a lot of reach, and it's that they influence,
1: do. isn't uh, it? And it's. Uh... The missus, I'd love it if Joey decided to sue. but It's weird all these comments came out from Joey Barton not long after he got sacked from Bristol Rovers. Mm. Um, so again, it gives him a lot of media attention. It's given him a lot of publicity. And you go, like you said, with blokes with, going with a bit of, yeah, um, attention. And unfortunately, I think a lot of men do like to have whether controversy or stuff like that, it's, well, I mean, this is it's it. I mean, you've got someone like
0: Emma Hayes, she's responded by saying, I don't expect any individual personality to understand people like um, his privilege. You, know, you have to see the scores of women on the internet, whether presenter, coach, or player, to realise we are routinely used to dealing with systemic misogyny, bullying, and behaviour, which is pretty normal for the large part of the football public. Yeah. And that's what they have to deal with. This is what you've sort of covered in these sort of two pods. So, you know.
1: I like they said that, unfortunately, they do.
0: But I, so I, mean, I don't want to get into the rights or wrongs of what they said. But it's for me, a lot of it is just about the how
1: big their reach is. Yeah, they do have a big reach. They do have a lot of publicity from it. Um, I, I said, I think, you know, it, it all, in some ways it highlights. It might do the women's game and women a, a favour in, in the sense that it highlights when they say oh, we have to deal with this, and, no you don't, that does not happen, blah, blah, blah. And, well, actually, there you go, and this is somebody who's got this reach and got this, is saying stuff like this. So, it, yeah, it, it unfortunately it, it, it is something that happens, and it, it drives to said, My daughter, 10 years old, I, I think she will still be, if she's playing football when she's 18, 20, at whatever level she probably will still be facing that
0: yeah but also like I said there'll be people who listen to that or or, you know Kevin Keegan was England manager so a lot of people will respect that and will listen to what you said and go I agree with that because Kevin Keegan said that or John Terry Terry. I I agree with him because he he was England captain so totally agree with that or Bristol Rovers fans because he was the Bristol Rovers manager or you know or whoever, yeah. or even Piers Morgan, a massive fan of Piers oh, yeah. Morgan. So I agree with what he's saying because you know. So I think that's that is the problem. It's, it's not even so much whether it's what they're saying as it per se; it's the fact that they have such a following, yeah. and it can induce. You, you heard of you hear of, that of uh, social media pylons? It, that's that's the. Sometimes they may not realise that that's what it can induce. So um, all right, we're, we're approaching the end. Got to sort of coming in the last sort of five minutes or so. So. Well, I'll, I'll come up with I've got 10 successes here um, either individual or in the game so I'll go through yeah. them and then we'll sort of wrap up so 1981 Elizabeth Forsdick became a class 1 referee and in the same year she became the first female official in the history of the FA Cup when she acted as an offic- assistant referee during a third round qualifying game and um, England's Football League has actually used female officials since 1991, when Wendy Tom's served as a reserve official for third, the old Third Division. What's that League Two now? Um, Tom's later worked as an assistant referee in both the Football League and the Premier League, and also refereed matches in non-league football, such as the Conference, starting in 1996. In 2000, she was the assistant official in the Football League Cup final at Wembley between Leicester City and Premier Rovers. In 2002, the FA revealed that football had become the top participation sport for women and girls in England. That was, that's over 20 years now. And I think it still is. It, ha- it hasn't dipped out of being the top one. Amy Fern was the first woman to referee in the Men's Football League on the 9th of February 2010. So you know that it's won at Burnley Fulham this year. That was the Premier League. Amy Fern did it in 2010 and the men's FA Cup first round in 2013. She also took charge of the women's FA Cup final in 2004 and 2015 and was a regular on the FIFA list from 2002 onwards. In 2010, the women's Super League (laughs) was established, uh, although Sky and BBC would take 10 years to broadcast the games on their channels. 10 years. At the 2012 London Olympics, 70,000 spectators filled Wembley Stadium as Team GB beat Brazil. They did. So that was, a, that was a good one. In 2022, England women won the Euros and it was the first time women's football stopped the 10 o'clock news. So there's a note of all a little win. December the 1st, 2022, French referee Stephanie Frappart and her assistants, Brazil's Neuza Bach and Mexico's Karen Diaz adjudicated the match between Germany and Costa Rica at the Men's World Cup in Qatar, Uh, they were the first ones to do that. 5th of July 2023, Hannah Dingley made history by being named the new caretaker head coach at Forest Green Rovers, becoming the first woman to manage a professional men's team in England. Um, She joined the club in 2019 and was the academy manager and was the only woman in charge of a men's English Football League academy. And in her time at Forest Green, Hannah uh, also managed the men's academy and initiated the launch of the club's girls' academy as well. And then final success here, Saturday 23rd December 2023, Rebecca Welsh controlled Burnley's 2-0 win at Fulham in the English Premier League. And that was the first female referee that the Premier League has had. So yes, uh, she wasn't the first to referee the men's sort of top-flight games, but uh, yeah, the first, first in the Premier League. So there's ten successes. So I mean, it, they're, they're
1: successes. They're, they're but They there.
0: should be the norm. It should be the norm, but they're there and they're uh, getting. I mean, it's, you know, ten years for Sky or BBC and to show a Super League it's game
1: <laughs> is poor. I mean, you go with Rebecca and I, what? Again, you're slightly off. The, you go off the thing with. What the discrimination and that you think men and women are equal? Mm. Blah blah blah, go all the way back. I mean, laws of the game are laws of the game. It, yeah, and um, and all this is all equal. There's the discrimination, obviously in the cut. There's all sorts of discrimination. There was two. There was Rebecca. Unfortunately, I don't know the gentleman's name. There was the second black ref since Rene ref the, the area of the world. Oh yeah. So the the discrimination in the games again why is it only the second black referee in the Premier League and the first female referee? It was either the yeah, same yeah, weekend or the, one was the weekend after or something. It was over the Christmas period. It happened. Mm. So in the female get the discriminate And unfortunately, the game is still being run. And like we've even said at fries, and like I said, you, you could go with the thing, by men, white men. Old and, white men. Yeah.
0: By the way, listeners, in case you're not sure, we're, 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 we're two, we're two old, old white men. men. <laughs>
1: and, and, so, and, and again, this podcast has been done by two old white men. But
0: we'd like to think we're, we're a little bit more progressive. So, we're, yeah. we're, we're so progressive that we've got a younger white man who's not here tonight, but he is um, but, and, and, part of it. So yes. that
1: is... And, and maybe people can draw their own conclusions. Listeners, you can draw your own conclusions from that. Mm. Is... Will, the big changes, and it's the norm.
0: I'd but, like to think it would be the norm by the time, because my granddaughter plays for me in the under eights. Um, I, have a, I, have, I only have one female coach as part of my team. I think you've got, is it one or two within your one setup? One or two, yeah. Um, I'd like to think that by the time my granddaughter reaches an age where she can play as a woman, if she got that far to play professionally, that it would be the norm, and we're talking 10 years now. I don't think it would. I don't think it But I would like to hope it could be. But uh, the fact that I said there it took 10 years for Sky and BBC just to show on the league shows that, I mean, that was 10. However, the, the advances we've made since the Euros, the euros in the Euros, have been quite quick. So yeah. maybe now it will, you know, like the fact that, you know, I know it's a completely different thing, but they've... You know, we flew for the first time in 1908 or 05 and got to the moon 60 years yeah. later. So, you know, it suddenly I mean, speeds up. So hopefully...
1: It, it does, and hopefully hopefully it will. But unfortunately, and it's not how slow it can be, I think Rennie was 20, 30 years ago, mm. the sure. second... Yeah. Just the second one, so
0: and even now, I've only named uh, it two or was a three? I think it was three, um, female referees and the other one who's not named there was the one who got, um, Keyes and Grey sat in the sky yeah. for their <laughs> comments.
1: And and it's, so... And it's ridiculous. That, that just proves how, how far there is still to go. Shan anyway. Massey. Shan Massey, yeah.
0: Yes, who, um, Richard Keyes and Andy Grey so, if it, yeah. you want to find out about them, how why they were sacked from Sky, that was off air. So, say off air comments about her.
1: Yeah, and so it's. As
0: a, she was assistant assistant ref at the time, wasn't she?
1: And again, they are white men of a mm. certain age. Old, old white men. Old white men. Yes, and that's unfortunately what football is generally. It's still run by old white men. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: I mean, without blowing our own trumpets, I, mean, I would like to think that. You, through this pod and the, the things we've discussed we do try and not change so. nothing we I don't think we can change it but we try and promote it for anyone I, who's listening I, as much as we can and also you and I certainly here try and promote change and Ben as well yeah. try and uh, Falcon try and promote cha- excuse me try yeah. and promote change and, we do. Um, and push well, forward change and as much as we we're can
1: still, we're still being educated
0: but we are just one small club yeah you know, and I'd hope that the other clubs are being as progressive as we are.
1: I think a lot of them are. Um, but again, here. But you don't So, know if anybody's listening from the Fries community, certainly women, definitely women, and you want to be involved and be part of our executive committee. Yes. Our AGM. Well, for we a
0: well, we start, contact us. And we can give you the, um, the details we'll follow. Um, the details will follow that if you're interested in getting part of the committee then contact we will put your name forward similarly if any women are interested in getting involved in adult football and helping I know that Kelsey is still looking she's still we're still needing an assistant manager desperately absolutely so there's lots of things that are required and if you want to get involved there is uh, always help required
1: yeah
0: Um, I think we're there any yeah, final, uh, final part? Uh, are we, are we ended on some positives sense. there we ended I on think, good positives
1: yeah. and it's it is going in the right direction it's a long way to go and please if you any, any female who's listening get involved treat us you know get it sorted because it's, yeah, it's take over from us yeah and that the, I mean
0: you can take over the, you, the, we'll we can. we don't do not mind
1: and you would do a lot better job yes
0: And on that note, I'll say goodnight. So, uh, Mark, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners.
0: Thank you, listeners, and we'll tune in next time. Thank you. If you like this podcast, then please email us your questions, comments, random thoughts, anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. You can contact Mark and Andy through X at FryClubJFC or Ben at RedFalconJFC.com. On Facebook via Fry Club Junior FC or Red Falcon Sport. The Fry Club JFC website is www.fryclubjfc.go.uk and the Red Falcon Insta page is at Red Falcon JFC. You can also type out a fantastic review on Apple Podcasts or give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing, production,
1: produced and edited by Andy Glover.